For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Eden Tashoma. You're listening to Daybreak. Today we cover the ousting of a Tennessee House legislator, the continuation of protests in France, and an op-ed on an Ivy League athletic scholarship lawsuit. It's Friday, April 7. Recently, the Ivy League has faced lawsuits over its refusal to grant athletic scholarships, with the two plaintiffs, former Brown University athletes, alleging the policy violates federal antitrust law by enabling legal price fixing. Today, the Prince sat down with assistant opinion editor Christopher Robles to talk more about the case and his take on Ivy League athletic scholarship policy. Today, you have an article out for the Prince talking about student compensation for athletes, but you have a different take than the conventional arguments around Ivy Leagues. What is your take? In my piece, I argue that Princeton should not be giving out athletic scholarships, rather that the university should be providing activity fund stipends to allow students to explore different extracurriculars that aren't contingent on their performance in sports, their abilities, and rather are just in addition to our current need-based structure. So how does this factor into the national conversation? There's been a lot of buzz recently as to whether or not the Ivy League should be paying its student-athletes for their contributions. Princeton, for example, did really, really well during March Madness, and that's raised a lot of questions here on campus as to whether or not those student-athletes should be receiving a share of the compensation that Princeton receives for its participation in March Madness. And I take a little bit of a different take. I don't think that Princeton should be changing its need-based structure in any way. Rather, Princeton should support all of its students in their extracurricular endeavors and provide a unilateral activity stipend for every student. This would allow student-athletes, non-student-athletes to be compensated for their extracurricular participation. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. You can read his piece at dailyprincetonian.com or at the link in the show notes. In national news, yesterday the Republican-controlled Tennessee State Legislature voted 72-25 to to oust a Democrat lawmaker who rallied for stricter gun control on the chamber floor. This comes just weeks after the March 27th Covenant school shooting in Nashville, which killed six people, including three children. The state representative, Justin Jones, who represents Covenant's district, was exiled for disturbing the House floor by chanting, no action, no peace, and forcing legislative proceedings to a halt. The lawmaker was joined by two representatives in protesting the state's relaxed gun control measures, representatives Justin J. Pearson and Gloria Johnson, who also face expulsion from the House. Cameron Sexton, a Republican and the Speaker of the House, responded to the incident by comparing it to January 6, 2021, when rioters stormed the U.S. Capitol, deeming their actions unacceptable and a violation of Tennessee House decorum. Since the shooting on March 27th, hundreds of citizens have protested for stricter gun control laws, yet legislators have chosen to place a priority on school security instead. Jones opposed this approach, calling it a white flag of surrender, just days before the protest that ultimately got him expelled. On Thursday morning, just before the expulsion proceedings began, demonstrators again gathered in front of the Capitol, chanting, gun control now. And spectators inside the chamber held up fists in support of Jones and the movement for gun control. Continuing our coverage on turmoil in France, yesterday, labor unions resumed their strike for the 11th time in three months. They are protesting on the rise of the legal retirement age from 62 to 64. This comes after the retirement age proposal, spearheaded by President Emmanuel Macron, was codified into law, a move which officials claim will prevent the country's pension system from falling into deficit. 
While the movement appeared to be losing steam since last week, it is estimated that almost 570,000 protesters took the streets of France, with violent encounters reported in some places. On Wednesday, the heads of the major labor unions met with Elizabeth Bourne, Macron's prime minister, to discuss the strikes, a meeting which proved cordial, but ultimately fruitless. Just one day after the meeting, Sophie Binet, the head of France's second largest labor union, told reporters yesterday that the strikes were a quote-unquote long-distance race as opposed to a sprint and would not cease until the government reverses the pension system overhaul. Today, expect clouds and cooler weather with a high of 59 degrees and a low of 33. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by Isabel Jacobson, sound engineered by me, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Eden Tashoma. Have a wonderful day.